The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Therapeutic Approach to Growth with your host, Brooke Wagner. Each week, this program will focus on interests and expertise pertaining to special needs individuals and their families. We'll help you open up and connect while sharing powerful information. Now, here is Brooke Wagner. Welcome, everyone, to Therapeutic Approach to Growth. I am host Brooke Wagner, and our goal of the show is to offer support, resources, and most importantly, hope to the special needs community. And today, I have with me chiropractor and international presenter, Dr. Steve Tulis, and we will be discussing his chiropractic work and how he supports individuals with special needs. So welcome, Dr. Steve. Great. Thank you, Brooke. I appreciate the opportunity to share today. Yes, I'm really excited. I know um, we've had a lot of mutual clients um, with your work and our work here at TAG and seen some really significant changes and positive outcomes. And so I'm really excited to have this opportunity to share more about what you do and um, how you support the special needs community. And I'd love to begin with talking a little bit about your background. Sure. I uh, I went to uh, Los Angeles College of Chiropractic and graduated in 2002. Um, before that, I had, from a young age, I knew that I wanted to be a doctor, and I thought that meant uh, becoming a medical doctor because that's all I knew at that point. Um, and then I had an experience with um, a back injury when I was about 15 years old and uh, saw a chiropractor and uh, had a fantastic experience. Uh, but even still, I was still moving towards medicine as my career choice, and um, it was uh, um, I was about 20 years old, playing football, had an injury to my shoulder, and um, orthopedic doctor checked me. Uh, never touched me, never really had much hands-on um, approach, and took an MRI, and it didn't really show much. So the next solution was to cut me open and take a look, and. Uh, that moment was a turning point for me to see how chiropractic had helped me through a hands-on natural approach. Um, and I decided at that point that I wanted to be a chiropractor. Um, that's, that's how I got into chiropractic. Okay, great. And it's neat to hear that uh, you had a real-life experience that created that turning point for you, that it was really meaningful and authentic to take this route. And I know that, um, as I mentioned, we see many of the same clients, and um, it'd be wonderful to hear about um, the types of diagnoses you commonly see in the special needs arena. Yeah, we, you know, I see a wide range of uh, diagnoses. Um, as a chiropractor, um, our philosophic approach is not to necessarily diagnose uh, people with anything per se, uh, but to look at how the body is functioning. Um, people come in with all sorts of diagnoses, uh, but that doesn't change my approach. Um, I start with a basic understanding and uh, premise that the body is designed to be healthy, um, that it's constantly striving to be well. And so then I we look at 
you know, what is health and how does that happen? So, uh, you know, at a basic fundamental level, we all understand uh, building blocks of health. They're what I call the ingredients for health, uh, which are things such as uh, good air, nutrition, uh, movement, um, positive mental attitude, all these things. Um, however, the piece that we're commonly leaving out in this health equation uh, is the recipe, and, and that's the central nervous system. Um, we don't typically think about the nervous system until there's some uh, pain or symptom of some sort. Um, however, it should be one of the first things that we look at in terms of how the body's functioning. So um, people come into my office with a diagnosis of ADHD, autism, uh, epilepsy, uh, sensory processing disorder, um, ODD, OCD, anxiety, a lot of these things I see mostly children, about 50 to 60 percent of my practice is children, um, then a lot of their families come under care, um, and we see changes, we see phenomenal changes because we're improving the function of the nervous system, and when we do that, the body naturally strives for better function and better healing. Okay, great, great. Now. How does chiropractic care help individuals with special needs? Mm -hmm. What kinds of things are you seeing? So, you know, the, um, some of the most common things that we see improve are things such as uh, the ability to self-regulate. Um, so we see um, uh, decreased stimming behavior. We see um, improved speech. Um, just last um, this last month, uh, we had a, a really amazing uh, case, a young girl, uh, four or five years old, parents brought her in because she was diagnosed with nonverbal autism. She would have maybe one word here and there. And um, she came in, I assessed her, she had significant uh, vertebral subluxation, which is a misalignment of her upper neck. Um, the very first adjustment, um, I gently adjusted her neck and her eyes just um, op up really widely and she got off the table and she said happy mm. and her parents just like looked at each other and her and like like oh my gosh you know and so then she kept coming in you know she was coming in twice a week and I really didn't think much else of it I, she was but what we noticed was that she was she was just talking more and more and because I don't focus on what's with people. You know, I'm focusing on restoring function and the possibilities of what might be. I, I tend not to um, see the problem that was there before. Um, but what, I, what happened next was I was just checking Yelp and looking at Yelp reviews, and there was a review from the mom talking about how her child was now speaking in sentences and, um, just, and other things such as she was no longer... Um, urinating when she, she used to, she would get very excited or happy, she'd have an accident and that stops almost immediately as well. So, so those are some of the things we see um, as we're helping kids. Okay, neat. No, I love that, that you get to um, see as it naturally unfolds with your care and see that change happen. Um, it's really exciting <laughs> for the families, I'm sure, and for you to be able to experience. Um, okay, so what are the... Um, typical health um, functions that you see in terms of your, your uh, chiropractic care? 
So what are some of the more of the improvements? Uh, yeah, yeah, in terms so, of overall health. So, you know, again, we're, we're assessing the nervous system function. We're, we're seeing you know, that most people, again, don't think about our brain or the spinal cord and all these nerves going everywhere throughout our body. Um, but those, that system is there to provide um, uh, one sensory information about the environment, externally, so what's going on in the environment, and then internally, you know, what's going on with our internal organ systems, how's everything working. And if everything's working properly, that information gets to the brain, and then the brain is able to then make decisions based upon that information. Basically, we create a picture of reality, you know, what, what's happening. We see each other right now, we hear each other, mm-hmm. but what about those individuals who are having sensory processing issues, these things? Um, the current approach in, in, this, in this field, and not my field, but in general in healthcare, is to look at these problems as a problem with the brain itself. We, they tend to look at the brain as the problem, forgetting that the brain actually develops as from, an, from the very beginnings, then through infant stage and, and as a toddler, the brain is constantly developing based upon sensory input. It's, it's driven by sensory input. And so that's why it's so important for, for babies to be able to get um, all this um, sensory input, this you know, sensory diets that we talk about nowadays too, that that information is, is getting to the brain accurately. One of the main drivers of the brain is proprioceptive input. Mm-hmm. And that's a piece that most people either haven't ever heard of or, or aren't really taking a look at. The proprioceptive input is information about where the body is in space. So uh, the ability to touch your nose with your eyes closed, the ability to, to have coordinated movement. That proprioceptive input is generated primarily by the spine and especially the upper neck. And so we know that if the spine is subluxated or, or stuck, that it alters the proprioceptive input, mm. and that can alter the trajectory of the brain. Mm. And so with that's one of the main reasons why we see such big improvements with sensory processing disorders and autism and ADHD, all these different things, because we're changing the input into the brain, allowing the brain to rewire itself through neuroplastic um, properties and then function improves. Um, we're doing that. We also see other things like you were talking about. We see, um, I see many people with seizures, and we mm-hmm. see seizures consistently go down or stop completely. You know, we had a, a child who was having up to 60 seizures a day, um, and within two months his seizures stopped. Wow. He, He's now seizure-free two years. He was told that his MRIs, his EEGs would never be normal, or his parents were, and and they look completely fine and normal now. Wow. That's amazing. That is so incredible, and that's, you know, really why I love having experts like yourself on the show, because I don't know if um, most people would go to a chiropractor for seizures, 
But hearing that change, you just never know, you know, what that, that change is going to uh, need, you know, what that, that issue is going to need to make that change. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you mentioned a few terms, and I want to make sure we define them. Sure. So I think you said subluxation. Am I correct. saying it correct? correct. <laughs> um, can you share a little bit more about what that term is? Sure. So a, a vertebral subluxation is a misalignment of a vertebrae. Okay, mm-hmm. so there's an altered uh, position of a vertebrae. It's typically going to be stuck in a certain position. The joint has the joints have lost their proper range of motion, and when that happens, that will interfere with the the normal neurological functioning. It mm-hmm. alters information um, going to the brain, and or can interfere with information as it's being transmitted through the spinal cord itself. So there should be this nice feedback loop of information going up and information going down. A subluxation is a misalignment of a vertebrae that due to the, the anatomy of the spine and the spinal cord that travels through it will necessarily then impact neurological function. Okay, okay, that makes sense. Now, you also mentioned uh, neuroplasticity. Mm-hmm. Can you share a little bit more about that? Sure. So neuroplasticity comes from the word neuro, nervous system. Plasticity meaning um, plastic or changeable. So this is um, a relatively new area in neuroscience. Um, they used to believe that the, the brain um, did not change, that if you had an injury to the brain, that that, that area uh, function was lost. And what they know now uh, is that the brain is changeable, that it's constantly changing itself. In fact, we all learn how to do new tasks through neuroplastic changes. Um, if you use a certain area, uh, let's say if you are a golfer and you swing in a golf club repeatedly, you create, you're creating pathways in the brain, and then through repetition, that reinforces those pathways and makes them stronger so that you don't necessarily have to think about that mm-hmm. activity so much. It becomes, um, it becomes wired. Right. And it's not necessarily hardwired. It's more like a software plane. And that's the really cool thing. And that's why things like chiropractic and occupational therapy and other um, uh, therapies out there um, work so well because they're working to improve the the neuroplasticity. They're they're improving, uh, making positive neuroplastic changes versus negative uh, because the opposite is true. If we have a bad habit, if we are swinging that golf club incorrectly, Mm -hmm. then you will create negative pathways. And so many of the behaviors, many of the patterns that we see in children with special needs, they're they're from years of these patterns being developed. And so uh, the same is true of the nervous system. The nervous system gets stuck in patterns. And so it's through time and repetition, removing that stress, and allowing the body to get back into normal patterns that these changes uh, become more permanent. That becomes a new software. Okay, so that's wonderful. Now, would you say that those, um, an example of maybe a, a negative pattern might be the stimming behavior, or what, can you give an example of what that would look like? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I look at the body uh, from a perspective of that individual is doing ex- exactly what they need given the circumstances that they're under. Mm-hmm. So I look at stimming behavior not necessarily as a negative, 
although it certainly can hold certain societal uh, negative, um, uh, I guess, consequences. You know, mm-hmm. um, how, however, if a child is flapping their hands repeatedly, it's because they're trying to fill a need. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're self-regulating, which is actually we want to encourage children to be able to self-regulate. They're just doing so in a, in a, in a socially inappropriate way. Um, they're, and they're, now here's the really interesting thing that people, uh, when I give my workshops, they start to understand, is that they're stimulating their proprioceptors. Mm-hmm. The proprioceptors are also in the fingertips, the joints, the skin. They're basically feeding their brain to help it come out of more of a fight or flight and to help give it calming information. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. I'm glad you mentioned that because I think it's so important that we recognize that when our clients are engaging in that stimming behavior, that they are meeting a need. And um, last week on the show, we had an adult um, who's been very successful in, in healing his autism, and he talked a lot about that and how he did need to have that when he was a young child and, and what he experienced when he was when he was stimming. And I think so often we try to control that behavior and um, try to, um, we see providers trying to gain compliance and, and distinguishing that behavior, and it, it isn't really serving the individual um, in the way that they need that time in their life. So, um, you know, I think that's really, really important um, to mention so that we can become more aware of it and understand what the function is um, of that behavior and, and really support our clients and being able to have that, um, that need met um, when they need it. So, mm-hmm. um, Oh, that's wonderful. Now, I'd love to um, take some time to talk about how you assess the um, health of the nervous system. Um, so we are going to take a quick break here, but when we return, um, let's get onto the nervous system and talk about how you evaluate that process. Great. Okay, let's take a quick break. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. At Therapeutic Approach to Growth, we offer comprehensive and holistic supports to individuals with developmental and acquired disabilities. Our programs include parent education and guidance, speech therapy, occupational therapy, educational and behavioral support, and counseling. We assume competence and believe in treating the entire family system. We offer both in-person and long-distance services. We support our clients in any environment, from home to school and beyond. Mention this show for a free consultation. To learn more, you can reach us at tagforgrowth.com. Therapeutic approach to growth. We are bombarded daily with information about beauty products and anti-aging treatments. Do you know how they have been tested? Are they truly going to make a change or just take the change out of your pocket? Tune in to Shelly's Show and Tell with host Shelly Hancock. We'll bring you the top-rated skincare products and treatments tested by Real Transformation Skin Care Centers. We'll motivate you to make the best changes. Listen Mondays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health & Wellness. Relationship issues? Anxious? Parenting challenges? No more. Learn how to live your best life. 
tune into Straight Talk with top psychotherapist, relationship, and anxiety expert, Sandra Reich. In this program, you'll learn how to transform your challenges into effective solutions, whether it's relationships, parenting, anxiety issues, or other life traps that you struggle with. Sandra will show you how to change them and how to live the life of your dreams. Listen every Thursday afternoon at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Therapeutic Approach to Growth. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also reach Brooke Wagner via email to bwagner at tagforgrowth.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, Brooke Wagner here, host. And today I have with me chiropractor and international presenter, Dr. Steve Tulis. And we're discussing his chiropractic work and how he supports individuals with special needs. And before the break, we had uh, touched a little bit on the nervous system. And I want to make sure we spend some time talking about how you assess the health of the nervous system. Great. So um, in our office, we have a few different technologies. Um, With children, we typically one of those technologies, um, maybe two to three, depending on the age of the child and how, um, how much they can sit still. Okay, so um, the one we always use is uh, thermographic readings. So we are taking a, a skin temperature reading along the whole length of the spine on both sides of the spine. And the skin temperature should be within a known normal range of difference from side to side. And it makes sense. We're talking about just a, uh, an inch and a half area in most cases. So the skin shouldn't vary very much in difference if everything is functioning properly. Mm-hmm. However, what we found in chiropractic, and, and we started this really um, went into this field before anybody else, um, we found that that when there is um, vertebral subluxation, when there's irritation of the nervous system, it will, it will interfere with and alter the normal temperature readings. Mm-hmm. It will, the blood supply to the skin controls the skin temperature, and, and when that um, is altered due to changes in the autonomic nervous system activity, then that will alter the skin temperatures. And the degree of um, difference, the degree of imbalance, tells us um, more about the degree of, um, of neurological interference or dysfunction that's occurring. So the, so the skin temperature readings give us more uh, information about the autonomic nervous system, which is what I you know, talk about as the automatic system. Mm-hmm. It controls everything for us, so we don't have to think about it. Most people have heard of the fight-or-flight response. Mm-hmm. Um, that's controlled by one side of the nervous system, known as the sympathetic nervous system. And when we're in a fight-or-flight response, our body is focused on survival. Um, our, the blood shifts away from the organs of digestion and, and other functions and moves it towards the muscles so that we can either run or fight. Our heart rate goes up, our palms get sweaty, um, so we're in a heightened state of awareness. Now, this is super, super important. Most 
of society, given the amount of stress that we're currently under in the modern um, era, is typically living in a chronic state of fight or flight. Mm-hmm. Um, it causes issues with increased cortisol, which will create inflammation um, and create a whole cascade of uh, downward degenerative changes. Mm-hmm. Because the thing is, we can't be in both sides at the same time. The other side of the nervous system, of that autonomic nervous system is the healing, resting, digesting, and development system. Mm. This is where development happens on that side. This is where digestion happens. That's why many of these children and adults in general have digestive problems because they're in a chronic fight-or-flight state. Their, their body shifts the blood away from that function, and those functions slow down because, mm. because the body's focused on survival. It also explains many of the symptoms that we see in terms of hypersensitivity to sounds, hypersensitivity to everything, because they're in a heightened state of of alert. Mm. Um, And then explains, again, why their bodies are not repairing, why their bodies are not healing, and why their bodies are not developing on a normal trajectory. So so we're looking to assess the the autonomic function. Uh, That's one method I use. Um, once I've done that, uh, then I go on to do some neurological uh, reflexes to check the tension in the spinal cord mm-hmm. to see specifically where that tension is coming from. Mm-hmm. So that's the next part. Is you know, First, I'm looking at the general. Then I want to find the specific because that allows me visit to visit to see where that tension is and to gently uh, correct that through a very gentle specific force um, to realign the spine and remove that tension. Okay, great. Now, do you do uh, before and after tests? We do. Every every 15 visits, we do progress exams where Uh we're checking those readings, seeing the the changes, the progress that helps us uh, know how the subluxation is being corrected and also how that body is beginning to hold on its own without needing um, as frequent um, visits to help maintain Mm -hmm. those changes. we also use the ATEC form, Autism Treatment and Evaluation Checklist, mm-hmm. um, just as a outcome measure, not so much to check the nervous system, but um, we do that every 15 visits as well. Oh, that's great. That's really neat. And that gives you that tangible before and after comparison. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's probably um, exciting for the families to see. Absolutely. It's, um, you know, we had one uh, child in, uh, in particular whose scans um, just were, the readings were off the chart. You know, it's so such a huge temperature imbalance um, in the upper neck region, which is the most common region of the spine to, uh, to misalign or subluxate. Um, and it makes sense because that upper neck is the most vulnerable to injury. Um, these injuries happen throughout life, um, but most commonly at birth this is one of the first times that this can occur. Um, and so um, we're just not even checking that, though. You know, children are born and we just assume they're okay. However, there's extreme amounts of force um, on this, the spine, especially the neck. Um, and many times the those... Um, those injuries manifest in things such as colic. They mm-hmm. manifest in things as you know, poor sleeping or breastfeeding. Um, 
the lucky ones are the ones who have an issue such as torticollis where the, the neck is stuck to one side because at least then there's some outward signs that will sometimes drive the parents into the chiropractic office to have that corrected. Mm-hmm. The majority of those times, these problems do not uh, get corrected and they you know, there's a common saying that, you know, kids, they bounce back, they they yeah. grow out of things. The truth is that children grow into things. They mm-hmm. grow into these stress patterns. They grow, the spine adapts and makes maladaptive changes around these subluxations, around the altered structure, and then that creates long-term um, uh, maladaptive patterns, neurological stress patterns. There's a doctor in a uh, medical doctor in Germany who talks about this as KISS syndrome. Um, basically, this, he you know, discovered what chiropractors have known for over 100 years, um, and he has even um, linked it to ADHD later on in life. Wow. Um, and it makes perfect sense. If, if the brain trajectory has been altered, if, if the brain is not getting the proper sensory information, then that's going to alter pathways. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so back to that child I was mentioning, this child's um, scan was so far off, um, his neck was, was so subluxated, it was so stuck. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that time, he was tantruming about 90% of the day. He was biting care providers, his parents, he bit his mother on the cheek that visit. And um, within two months, we did a rescan, and it... it looked you know phenomenal the changes were so dramatic uh, but even beyond that prior to that after the first adjustment within that first week his tantruming went down from 90 percent to 10 percent wow. as reported by the parents his school teachers his therapists were all you know what what has changed and what's mm-hmm. happened and for that individual that child he was probably having severe pain too. Right. He was nonverbal, um, probably having extreme headaches. He was and that's another thing. Kids will often, you know, they'll bang their heads against the wall, they'll they'll do different things like that. Mm-hmm. Those are not behaviors, those of autism, those are symptoms of dysfunction and trying to relieve um, that pressure typically. Mm-hmm. No, I completely agree, and that's one of the big things we do in, in our RDI programs here at TAG is really try to look beyond the behavior and, and see them as a symptom mm-hmm. and then to, to the bottom it, get to the bottom of the behavior so that you no longer have that behavior anymore um, because you've addressed that core deficit or that core area that's needed. Um, so I love that, um, that you mentioned that, and I think it's so important, again, not to try to uh, shape compliance when it comes to things like physical pain that our our individuals that we're supporting are are experiencing and and they can't communicate it and um, it's devastating for them. So yeah. uh, that's great that you're able to address those areas. And one of the things I'd like to talk about is what a session commonly looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a common question for for parents, especially parents of children with special needs, because one of the things they're thinking like, oh my gosh, how how's my child going to sit still or or lay down on the table or all these different things. And and uh, in my office. Uh, a session is extremely dynamic. Um, they may lay on the table. They may not. Uh, they may sit still. They may not. Um, so because I have uh, so many years and experience doing this now, I've, I've adapted 
my methods to meet the needs of the individual versus me, again, having them conform to my needs. Mm-hmm. Um, so being able to check, assess, and provide a specific adjustment um, in any situation, whether they're sitting, um, you know, playing or if they're standing by the fish tank, um, many kids will lay down on the table. Mm-hmm. Um, however, many have a problem with laying on their back. Um, and that's a that's a sign that they still have uh, some primitive reflexes or specific primitive reflex. Um, it, immediately, if they lay down, and you can check this with your own children at home, you may already have noticed this, that they um, immediately go into a stress response when they lie on their back. And so that's a that's a sign that they still have a retained primitive reflex that should have. Uh, uh, gone away at um, you know, somewhere between six months to, to 12 months. Mm-hmm. Um, so another sign that the nervous system uh, didn't properly develop, the brain didn't properly develop. Okay. And you, know, you mentioned primitive reflex. I want to make sure people know what that is. Um, that may be a term people don't know about. Can you define what that is? Sure. So the, the we're born with primitive reflexes. Um, those reflexes are there uh, for our survival and for the, the development of the brain. Um, there, you know, a baby is constantly out grabbing, moving its arms to interact with the world. So, uh, bringing things, you know, to its mouth, it's, it's all, these reflexes are all designed for survival and for sensory input. Um, and what they know is that those, uh, those are all there to, to lay the foundation for normal brain development. There's a great, um, pyramid of learning, which really shows this very clearly, I think is very helpful for parents. So um, anyone listening, if you Google pyramid of learning, um, you'll come up with an image uh, that shows at the very bottom, the foundation is the central nervous system. And above that is the sensory system. So um, proprioception that we've been talking about, uh, taste, uh, uh, touch, um, uh, sound, eyesight, all these things, all this sensory information is is at the bottom. And if that's all been laid out perfectly, if that's been, been met, then the body can move into sensory motor development. Then the brain can start to focus on that. So um, hand-eye coordination, motor planning, these things that children with special mm-hmm. needs often have problems with. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why occupational therapy is so great because it's working – getting a lot of that sensory information in and then and then also working on the sensory motor, helping to work those neuroplastic pathways we were talking about. Mm-hmm. So if that's been met, then the brain can move into higher levels such as language. So if a child hasn't the doesn't have the ability of speech yet, you know, it doesn't make much sense to try to teach them to speak, you know, have everything focused on speech therapy without first assessing have they met those those lower levels of sensory processing, mm-hmm. you know, is the nervous system even clear for them to do so, which is what what I address and then those other foundations. And at the at the pinnacle then is uh, acad- academic learnings at the very top. But then we have um, activities of daily living and behavior. So you know, most parents, you know, they're wondering why isn't their child behaving um, and they, they think they're manipulating them. Or And I felt, I felt all these things, too. Mm-hmm. I've gone through this because I have a child who has very intense special needs um, and not understanding that, that their 
only they're doing that the best that they can based upon the neurological health and foundation that has been laid out. Now, the beautiful thing there is is that that can be rewired, as we were talking about with neuroplasticity. We can begin to strengthen that foundation, rebuild that foundation, and begin that upward um, ascent into those areas that we all want our children to be experiencing. No, that's great. I love that. And I think that it also goes hand in hand with our perspective here at TAG that we're looking at it from a developmental process and developmental perspective and making sure that we're laying that foundation and not, um, you know, really looking at the skill level, but looking at, you know, the pieces that are missing. Mm -hmm. And when you work on that and you um, provide the individuals with that support, then the other things will start to come. Mm -hmm. And not, not necessarily all on their own, but it's neat to see them blossom you know, sure. authentically. Well, you know, and that's why that's why I, I love what you do here at TAG, and that's why I think we've resonated because we share a similar philosophy. Mm-hmm. And we share the philosophy that the, the body, you know, these things will unfold if given the proper opportunity. Mm-hmm. And, and um, you know, I've, I've heard you speak. I've heard uh, Chris Vincenot here speak you know, many times, and mm-hmm. I love the approach. Um, I love the RDI method. In fact, I, I have learned through hearing you guys speak many times um, and incorporate that at home because it's such a great way uh, to communicate mm-hmm. with people versus trying to get people, you know, children to conform and basically stress them out even more. Um, right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. They already have challenges and then we're expecting them to, you know, be at a level that they're not really ready for Mm -hmm. um, without the foundation and the awareness. And I think that's so important um, to give them that opportunity for clarity, for information, for balance and so that they can effectively respond to their world. Um, So, um, you know, I love that. And I think that um, I think that's why it's so important to share your work with the community so that um, our families and the listeners can know that it's out there and it's available um, to support, um, you know, this this huge (laughs) puzzle that they're trying to put together for Mm -hmm. their 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 family members. Um, Now, how often do your patients come to see you? Um, most most children are seeing me. It depends on the degree of, of dysfunction that we find on an initial visit and and the degree of imbalances in their life, too. Um, we're seeing kids anywhere from two times a week to one time a week. Okay. Um, and that really depends on several factors, you know, distance. Some children are traveling um, quite far to come to see me, so once a week makes more sense. Um, time, you know, as you know, many of these children and families are going from one appointment to the next. Um, most are opting to come in twice a week because what I explained is that um, we'll see quicker changes and build momentum that way. Mm-hmm. Um, we typically see kids um, twice a week for at least up to the first or second progress exam, which is every 15 visits. We're checking in to make sure those changes are being met in the nervous system and that then it's time it is optimal time to go down in frequency but now we're into more of a supportive phase to help their body hold and maintain that um i typically am seeing you know when we're talking about corrective care i'm talking about a six month um, or 12 month period um, for children with more um severe imbalances and then we're looking at a longer period sometimes. Okay, great. Oh, that's wonderful. And um, I'd like to talk a little bit more about that and how you reduce that um, support as you go. Um, but we're going to take a quick break and then we'll come back and we'll revisit that topic. So with that, we'll go to break. 
Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Transformational healing includes energy medicine as well as hands on healing. Tune in every week to Transformational Healing with Dr. Bonnie Morrow. If you want to know more about the business and science of energy fields, chakras, and the medical and spiritual community, join our expert guests as we work together to bring you closer to your personal health vision. Transformational Healing is heard live every Thursday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. At Therapeutic Approach to Growth, we offer comprehensive and holistic supports to individuals with developmental and acquired disabilities. Our programs include parent education and guidance, speech therapy, occupational therapy, educational and behavioral support, and counseling. We assume competence and believe in treating the entire family system. We offer both in-person and long-distance services. We support our clients in any environment, from home to school and beyond. Mention this show for a free consultation. To learn more, you can reach us at tagforgrowth.com. Therapeutic approach to growth. Biohacking for Health is working with your individual biology to gain access to and control over the systems within your body. It allows you to explore your biology and improve health and wellness. Each of us has unique genetic profiles and physiology that require individualized approaches. On Biohacking for Optimal Health, Dr. Daniel Stickler and his expert guests provide a roadmap to navigate the world of biohacking human potential. Tune in every Thursday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Health and Wellness. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Therapeutic Approach to Growth. To reach the show today, please call 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. You may also reach Brooke Wagner via email to bwagner at tagforgrowth.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back. I'm host Brooke Wagner here, and today I have with me chiropractor and international presenter, Dr. Steve Tullius, and we're discussing his chiropractic work and how he supports individuals with special needs, and uh, before the break, we were talking a little bit about how often uh, his patients see him and um, how you reduce that over time, so I'd love just to kind of... Um, wrap that conversation up with um, how you really gauge that process and, and reduce that support over time and and mm-hmm. you know I guess their their systems are starting to work more effectively is what sure. you described earlier yeah that's a great question the um, it comes down to our progress exams and um, you know how how are they what are their scans looking like do they have is, less stress on their nervous system is it showing balance um, and then how are they what am I seeing clinically each visit are they holding their adjustments so I, I use the combination of of that data to um, to help us decide okay now it's time to go down to every other week perhaps um, children with special needs with with 
autism or ADHD or, you know, all these different things. These are, we need to realize these are whole systems um, disorders as well. They're not um, isolated to the, the, to the brain and spinal cord. Um, most of these individuals have major gastrointestinal issues, have mm-hmm. leaky gut, which is creating a leaky brain. And so there's a constant degree of not only external stress in the world that they're now, that they're in and dealing with, but also internally. And so depending upon how successful the parent is in help or in helping that child unwind those barriers will also play a big part in terms of how well they're holding their adjustments, holding the neurological changes. Because if a child is, is on a, a diet filled with things that are causing, ma- you know, that have major neurotoxins mm-hmm. and, um, aller- you know, and they have a leaky gut and, and they're not supporting that healing, then that will create major internal stress. So mm-hmm. the one, the children, individuals that have the greatest results are the ones who also heal these other areas, which I don't personally handle because mm-hmm. I'm not an expert in those areas. Although I do have great information to uh, refer people to. So th- these are also areas mm-hmm. that you need to handle and take care of. Um, so, the other thing to to that I want to make sure is clear is that up until this point in history, m- most individuals have looked at chiropractic as a back pain, neck pain, headache sort of um, relief treatment. Mm-hmm. Um, we're now shifting based upon this conversation and others understanding that chiropractic is a way to restore normal nerve function, to increase the communication within the body, to allow the body to opt to function optimally. Mm-hmm. So with that understanding, I'd like to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. How often do you think an individual should get checked throughout a lifetime if they want to make sure that that system is functioning properly? Wow, I think that it would seem like at least every six months. Is that too far off? <laughs> it, it depends on your values and, and needs, mm-hmm. really. And mm-hmm. this is how I start to frame this conversation and a big part of um, my professional mission you know Mm -hmm. i have my clinic mission but this is about educating the public i get checked on a weekly basis um, or every other week i check my family on a weekly or every other week basis Um, some people get checked on a monthly basis uh, Mm -hmm. for for wellness or prevention some people get checked on a quarterly basis or every six months some people you know they have a, a problem corrected in their mind and and then they don't come back until there's a problem again. So I would encourage people mm-hmm. to look at this from the perspective of the dentistry model. You know, mm-hmm. People understand the need to have their teeth checked every six months. Right. Um, you know, so that's, that's where people need to get to is, is that um, having your spine and nervous system checked and maintained throughout a lifetime will necessarily, because of how important that nervous system is impact our quality of life, health and function. So, so I always present it in those two frameworks. So Mm -hmm. a child with special needs needs an initial corrective care period first, which is anywhere from six months to a year, sometimes longer, depending on if any of those other factors we talked about, Mm -hmm. once they've gotten through that, then, then it's just about support or wellness according to that family's desires. And I just make mm-hmm. that available if, if they want to choose that. Right. No, I think that's so important um, to have that um, follow-up 
um, because, again, especially with the clients that are nonverbal, it's really hard to know how they're feeling physically. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that seems like that would be really important to make sure that they come back and, and make sure that that is where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. So, um, now that's a really important tip and I think important to share. Now, many of our families out there who may be listening from various parts of the country um, may be considering chiropractor care after listening to this episode. And um, is there anything that you can share in terms of a recommendation of what to look for in a chiropractor? Sure. The, uh some of the main things to look for are uh, a chiropractor who specifically has um, more training in um, chiropractic pediatrics so and is seeing large um, populations of children and has been doing so for several years. Um, there's a couple, there's an organization, the ICPA for kids.org, ICPA for number four kids.org, where you can find a chiropractor, pediatric focused chiropractor in your area. Uh, so that's one of the best ways, um, to find, um, somebody and then checking their website, you know, checking reviews, seeing, you know, their Facebook page, are there pictures of kids and, and that sort of thing. Um, also making sure that they're addressing subluxation, uh, that they have, um, sc- uh, the scanning technology that we're talking about today. Uh, cause I, I believe that's all extremely important to be able to properly assess the nervous system and, and then make sure that, um, that imbalance is being corrected. Okay, great. Well, that's helpful. Um, you mentioned Facebook, and I love reading your posts on Facebook. And recently you had posted about um, a patient of yours that you supported who was feeling um, anxious and uncertain about being worked on and how you navigated that process um, with that student and, and really gained that trust. Um, it'd be great to hear a little bit more about how you respond to your clients or your patients who have anxiety or are resistant to being touched. Mm-hmm. You know, I think... I think it comes down to you know, just doctoring in general or creating a relationship in general, um, uh, truly caring about the people that are in front of you. And children, um, especially, children with special needs are hypersensitive to their surroundings, to facial expressions, mm-hmm. to energetic, um, uh, you know, just our, just how we present ourselves, you know, our, our posture, everything. And so just getting down to their level, um, finding out where their comfort zone is, um, gaining trust slowly. And then, um, you know, but they, they intuitively take all that information in and mm-hmm. will, will, you know, make a, a decision pretty quickly. Um, one child, and I think you're talking about, um, in particular, he, he, was having a rough day, um, and he decided he he didn't he didn't really want to to be touched that day. He just kind of wanted to go off and hide in the big pile of stuffed animals. So I just um, laid down on the floor next to him. Um, I could see his eye um, peeking through, <laughs> and I just held his hand and I just said, "You don't have to get adjusted today. Mm-hmm. And just so you know." Um, I'm here for you um, if you want to get adjusted, and I love you. And in the most clear voice I've heard heard him, the most clarity, he said, I love you too. And so just being present, you know, being totally focused and present in the moment, um, and that goes for, you know, with my own son and for for all the parents out there, we, we tend to be so stressed out and, but it's just, and we want to, you know, fix our children, but just 
coming from a place of just breathing and being with them, you know, makes such a huge difference um, in them and yourself. Oh, I love that's beautiful. And I think what's so important is that you're respecting them as a human, you know, as where they are in that moment. And we all have bad days and we need people to be sensitive to that and to, to support that, um, which is going to lead to that, you know, overall health and, and wellness. And, you know, you mentioned how intuitive they are. And I think that's so essential um, mm-hmm. because, you know, they're feeling and experiencing, you know, what we're presenting even if it's not overt mm-hmm. on our part. But, um, you know, we know our, our clients are so sensitive and um, connected to that. Absolutely. So, and I think that that really is what sets you apart, you know, makes you so unique in your approach um, to supporting individuals with special needs, that you just understand that mm-hmm. and you're respecting them. And I think that they're, they can feel that and they're going to respond positively, which is going to lead you to be able to care for their nervous system. Mm-hmm. So it makes a lot of sense, you know, hearing you talk about that and why you're so effective in what you're doing. Um, you mentioned your son. Um, we haven't really touched on that, but if mm-hmm. you'd like to, we'd, I'd love to hear a little bit more about your son and, and your experience with him sure yeah my son uh tyler's eight years old and um about four well, four and a half years ago we went on a trip around the world uh, for nine months and uh, halfway through that trip he started displaying very um, um defiant behavior and also um what we know now is anxiety where he didn't want to leave the apartment he was very conflicted he wanted to go see all the museums and all those neat things but he also it was like pulling teeth trying to get him to leave the apartment at times and um you know we we assumed that it was behavioral um as as i think most parents do initially um and he um especially because we're on this trip and we figured you know we're going from place to place with a four and a half year old so we decided to come back to the united states a little bit early and um we thought things would get better to have you know more um, solid base but things did not get better they actually started getting worse and worse and worse and uh, to the point where he was having extreme rage um and uh, we're talking about one to two hour bouts of rage and uh, threatening to injure us or himself and all sorts of things. Um, I was still looking at it from a behavioral standpoint at that point, even though I was taking care of all these children with special needs, um, part largely due to, I think, my own denial, which I, I think all you know, a lot of parents go through, mm-hmm. me in particular, because he, w- he wasn't even allowing me to adjust him at that point. Um, so I felt kind of helpless. Um, we discovered that he had a um, what's known as PANS, which is a pediatric autoimmune neuropsychiatric disorder, um, which is something that all parents um, with children with special needs should consider um, be, and take a look at. It's also PANDAS is another uh, name, a similar you know sort of issue. But basically, there's a stressor, some trigger. It could be viral, it could be bacterial, it could be emotional, it could be all sorts of things that sets off this uh, vicious autoimmune cascade. So he's had many of the same special needs that many of my um, uh, patients have, which has allowed me to better serve him and in return better serve uh, those that I take care of. Okay, thank you for sharing that, and I think that is important because it is showing that you have firsthand knowledge, you know, of being, from a parent's perspective of the challenge and difficulties mm-hmm. um, that our families go through, and um, it's one thing that 
it's a perspective you can't really have unless you go through it yourself. Um, so, you know, I think that is, you know, brings a lot of value to your work as well. Um, and I want to make sure that um, our listeners know the best way to reach you. So you mm-hmm. share what that would be? Sure. Yeah, our website is uh, San Diego countychiropractor.com they can find me on Facebook at Dr. Steve Tullius which is a great way to stay connected and uh, learn about our upcoming workshops I do workshops um, on this topic typically one once to twice a month Um, and then our office uh, phone number is 619-363-5073 Okay, great. And are your workshops in your clinic? Or are you? They're in my office. Okay. Uh, yes, they, and um, I do it on neurodevelopmental disorders in general, and this this wide spectrum. Um, why you know why we're seeing this increase? What's behind it? And then uh, action plan on how to help unravel um, a lot of the the issues. Okay, wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being here today. This was so enlightening and uh, helpful to hear about, and I really appreciate your time and knowledge and expertise and um, support to our community so with that we're going to close but um, everyone have a wonderful day and we'll be back next Tuesday 11 o'clock Pacific Standard Time great thank you so much Brooke appreciate the opportunity thank you Thank you again for listening. Be sure to tune in to Therapeutic Approach to Growth and join Brooke Wagner again every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a great week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.